Welcome to season four of the 15-ish minute coffee chat, a conversation every business owner needs to hear. This week, we are so excited to be hosting Desiree Martinez, all-in-one social media. She's a YouTuber, a podcaster, a speaker, an award-winning social media con- creative content creator. Woo! That was a mouthful. Yeah. But today we're going to be talking about the power of YouTube and how it can help your business thrive. But before we get started on our conversation, for anyone that's popped on and listening right here at the very beginning, tell us, do you tell us about your own YouTube experience? Are you using it for marketing your own business or are you spending it all your time on YouTube watching other people's videos? Hey guys, I'm just going to forewarn you. Anna has not been happy with this time change, the daylight savings thing that happened yesterday. It is throwing her off her game. Might, it might is. Well. I admit it. It's throwing me off the game. Like I got up this morning. Normally I'm a 6.30 to 7 a.m. riser, 8.13. I don't even know how that happens. Like an hour and 15 minutes late. Yeah. No, but thank you. Anyway. No. We had a discussion first, if you saw Anna's face when we talked like two hours ago, hysterical. But uh, we also discussed that um, I hate mornings. I hate it with such a passion. I am not a morning person. So I'm kind of curious who's a morning person and who is not. Um, so anyway, let's, let's, I'm going to bring up Desiree's bio. Oh, sorry, Alexa's trying to talk to us. <laughs> Yeah, Selena, do you want to give us the, do you want to read Desiree's bio? Tell us about our guest today that we're so excited to have. Okay. Yes, sorry. It is, no, it's a Monday. Sorry, Alexa was trying to talk to me. And I was like, no, see, she's trying to talk. Desiree, we have this really more together. I swear, it's like all these things are happening. Okay, you guys, if you don't know who Desiree is, you should, because she is hysterical. I love watching her. And I did, this has nothing to do with the bio sheet that's up, but I first was introduced to her in a masterclass about YouTube and I learned so much from her on how to optimize. And so I just looked at her. She's like an expert resource for me uh, when I want to know about YouTube and just anything in general of social media. Like I'm like, Hey, am I up to date with what I know? And I'll go and I'll, I'll see what Desiree's got on deck. You know what I'm saying? And so she always kind of keeps me informed. So you need to know who she is. But she is a YouTuber, podcaster, speaker, and longtime and award-winning social media creative content creator. Who say that 10 times fast. I know, right? Um, I stumbled over the yeah. first time around. I was like, what? what? Wait a second. <laughs> right. She does all the things. That's what you need to know. For sure. And she's worked with hundreds of businesses and brands to help them with better content marketing. If you see her videos, I like have so many questions. I want to be like, how? Like, how? You know? <laughs> yeah. um, and I guess my favorite part where I really connect with her, she says she is a hot mess mom of two and a nerdy wife living in Arizona where there's always time for margaritas and pedicures. Yes, that's my girl. Yes, I'm all about that. So, so not only um, do you want to work with her, but you want to hang out with her. Yeah, kind of cool I would like, you. yes, I want to go and have a pedicure while we're just sipping margaritas. That's what I would like to do. So um i'm gonna take this down and i guess it's time we should just bring desiree in right yeah let's bring her in and say hi you, you do it anna because we'll do that thing we did earlier hi, hi desiree welcome hi, to the show. 
I love your I love all of your struggles, not because I think it's funny, but because I can get we don't do daylight savings time in Phoenix where I live. But everything is now early. So like we're on Pacific time now. And so like yeah. all of our calendars got like <laughs> and so yeah. I was thinking it's funny that you guys are like I'm not a morning person. Like I am the most morning of morning people that exist. Oh, I'm, I'm not like I'm like a person that's like I get up at 4 a.m. and make the world a better place. Like my family, if I woke up early, everybody else would wake up too. So I'm not they're like, I get up early and I enjoy some time alone. No, if I woke up. Even if I just like thought about waking up, my family would just emerge into my bedroom and be like, hi, we're here. We're ready to do this. Like, but once I'm up, like, like I could probably get the most amount of stuff done in the first like two hours of the day than anyone could possibly ever do. That's amazing because I tell you what, I warn my husband every weekend when he's like, you know, he's military, right? They're used to getting up early and very like, oh. And I'm like, I am not like you. My I husband need. was in for six years. He never got used to get in for I thank God he was in maintenance and did not have to do dress clothes on Mondays because he <laughs> That's hysterical. That's hysterical. All right, guys, like we asked you, what, whether you're watching this replay, um, are you with Desiree and Anna? Are you morning people? Or are you a night person like me where you just want to stay under the covers until you absolutely need to get out of yeah. the bed? That's our question. Yeah. Um, hey, we did a great comment about YouTubers, though. I will tell you yeah. this. So we've got a. I want to use it for my business, but spend most of my time watching scare cam videos and hockey fails. <laughs> <laughs> Probably less than productive. Yeah. <laughs> that will keep me up. Um, hey, 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 Anna, why don't we do our coffee cup selfie with Desiree ooh, before yeah. we kind of get into it? So, ooh, I love it. Okay. Okay. Anna. Oh, ready, Anna. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming. On, on three. One, two, three. Awesome. So I have, right, I have a story. Ready? Yeah. I, I want to hear. I want to hear. So, I want to see. <gasps> so South Korea has Seoul. I got this at Humphreys Army Base <gasps> in South Korea. Were you, did you go there? Were you? So my husband did the year tour in Osan in the Air Force. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were there from like mid 2017 to mid-2018. And there's a thing you can do in the Air Force where you can volunteer to do a year tour. And so it basically acts as a deployment. But the two advantages are is one, you get basic preference with it if you have enough time after your contract. So like a lot of people use it to like get like Aviano and Europe and England and all the good places. Yeah. Um and, and so you, before you go to create, like you have orders to your next station. And the second thing is we got to go, it's called non-command sponsored. And so that means we paid for myself and my kids mm -hmm. and our gigantic luggage to go to Korea. We flew to Korea all together rather than having to take the hop. Um, and once we got there, there's this whole system in place where it's like, you can, you basically get OHA and you get like the cola and you get like all the support. The only thing you don't get is you can't live on base, which is fine. Mm, and yeah. you can't have a PCM, but you still can go to the emergency room. Okay. That's literally the only limitation that you have. So we're like, let's go to Korea for a year. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was really fantastic. It was one of the best things I tell anybody in the Air Force. Like, if you're unhappy with where you live, yeah, go do Korea and go non-command sponsorship. That'd be amazing. Yeah. 
My husband was uh, in Korea also for a year. He was at Humphreys, but you know, he, every weekend he went to Osan, like he went to the Osan Air Force Base. Like that's where he loved to go hang out instead of staying on Humphreys. But, and I, that was a year I was like, I gotta do it. I gotta go. And, um, because I stayed back in, in our home and, um, I, I never did make it out there. Oh, I'm so mad about it because I'm from Hawaii. And so I love, I love Korean food. I love anything, you know, I don't know. There's lots of things. There it's was really something inappropriate. Cool. Right. Yeah, we, I mean, we had some cool highlights for us. We got to go to the Winter Olympics. So that was pretty oh, cool. Very that cool. cool. We got to do, we got to do the, we took our, what is it, like our mid tour we did in Japan. So we just took the hop down. We got to do like, I mean, we just tried to curry it up as much as we could. Like they have, like we went to their theme parks and their, the, my daughter modeled and our kids went to Korean daycare. So they learned to speak the language and it was just really great. I just I encourage that. everyone to do it as much as they can. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. See guys, I did, you know, you know, as I was watching like our little intro video, I was like, you know, we didn't, we don't pick people because they're military spouses. We pick people based on like the, like this, this creativity that they have, but it just so happens they also are military spouses <laughs> and funny. I should just share something with you guys. Like I was like, Oh, this is fantastic. I love it. So, um, and like this, you know, we get to share experiences and again, yeah. Desiree is whether you're military or not, she is an expert in YouTube stuff. I know she's also this. So I don't know. You don't you don't have to be in the military just to get Desiree in your pocket. You know what I mean? So anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, well, why don't we talk about okay, you know, we ask about we ask our guests now this season. By the way, Desiree, you are closing out our season four, and we're kind of excited about that. So <laughs> I'm here to be your 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 season. Yeah. Your season ender. It's kind of yes. like you know, like you hit on the high note. Yes. So fast. Yes, that's what I'm excited about. I was telling Anna, I'm like, oh, first of all, I mean, if you don't know our story, our first ever Facebook Live is Anna um, holding me up on Messenger video to another device because we could not connect to talk Facebook Live. And now here we are using StreamYard, which it's kind of like when like you can't be at your the birth of your child, you like type in your service member to like be a part of it. I'm it was around. a real, it was an ugly baby. I'm telling you, <laughs> it was a really ugly, ugly baby. Uh, we laugh. We hope that someday we'll get some kind of weird award, and that will be the picture that says this is how it started. You know, so oh my gosh. Okay, so what we were saying, Anna, right? Is uh, normally we do this. Um, uh, hey, we want to ask our guests, like, what's your favorite kind of toolkit that you use? Like, if you don't have it, it's just going to make it not pretty in your business world. So, Tesserae brought up da, 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 da. G Suite. Yay. Yes. G Suite. And, and as I was looking, I'm not a, you know, I know I need to keep up on the name change, but I was like, oh, that's right. AKA Google Workspace, right? That's what yeah. they're kind of calling it now. Did you know that, Desiree? Like, uh, I don't know. I just call it G Suite. I still yeah. call it Google <laughs> Drive and yeah. the Fox. Like, <laughs> totally. I've had, I've had Google Mail since, like, I want to say 2005. Yeah. I got it when you could only get it to like, invite only. Like, I, I mean, I've had it for a long time. Yeah. And so it's always just made sense to me to use Drive and, and G Suite to organize things, especially now that I have like my my employees and we do a lot of like, like we live in shared drive oh, for yeah. all of our projects for our clients and stuff. So I can't imagine you didn't make a counter integration. 
I think the only complaint I'd have about G Suite is I hate that every time I try to schedule a calendar invite, if I add people, they automatically want to add the Google Hangout to the calendar. Yes. And I'm like, yes. who really does that? Like, I'm <laughs> right. trying to think that your platforms are relevant. Like, just <laughs> everyone is zooming and skyping and streamyarding. Like, right. Stop. right. <laughs> I know. I, I will be honest. I'll have to agree with you, Desiree. Like, me and Anna, like, we, when Google Meet, like, first in, came out, we were like, let's try it. And I was just like, me and Anna were like, yeah, no, yeah. we're not. Yeah. Well, Google like, Meet was from, you know, Google Plus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Google Plus was a thing for a hot minute. Yeah. Know? And and it's fine. Like, I, I got, I was on the beta testers for Google Glass and stuff. And so, like, I understood, like, what they were trying. And just everything about it fell wrong, fell flat. Yeah. Right. So, no, no. They realize that, which is why none of those things exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. No. Um, no, no. Totally. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, so, one, I guess, to let us know, you guys. Do you use G Suite? Why do you use it? Let us know. I know we three are fans of it, obviously. Um, I can't live without it at all. I will say that I was a reluctant user at the very beginning because I grew up working off of PCs and I was a Microsoft product. You know, in my past professional life, that's all we use. So trying to change over to this. But once I discovered the beauty of the offline capabilities and the sharing capabilities and the integrated workspace with team capabilities, I was like, jumped on board and now it's full speed ahead with Google. Yeah. Works. Yeah. I, I, I won't even work with people that are like, I have Dropbox. I'm like, no. <laughs> right. Like, don't even try to get me at that that box you know that dropbox bullshit it's the worst yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no for sure I, you know um anna's husband had said last week when uh anna was like you need to start using the google drive right and he's like and she explained like no you can sign in anywhere so if you don't have this or that you just sign into your g you like he's like anywhere like, yeah, i don't computer? need a usb <laughs> yeah whatever so um Anyway, you guys, you need to take a look at the G Suite, aka Google Workspace, aka whatever it is um, that anybody is calling in. But we love yeah. it. This is what we like to use. Um, and it's a great way to kind of get your email through. Um, you know, I, I, I design websites, but it's like, I, I, you know, I always feel bad when my clients want to use the webmail because it's a nice free option, especially if you have a, a lot of people. But it's always nice to have it separate because if something happens over there, something happens to your email. So it's always I recommended. Think that people get really hung up at the, like having their own at my company mm -hmm. situation. I think that you can use a Gmail account just fine. Like Gmail is just as credible. Now, mm -hmm. it's like there's such a big stigma. They're like, you get Hotmail or MSN. People be like, <laughs> what do you do? I, I have a family. Like, oh, that's fine. Like, Gmail is totally acceptable. It's not yeah. Email. And it's free. So, like, do it. <laughs> But like you can like get like don't do something weird like you know yeah. mom, mom, like, like, the I mean, like don't do that but like, <laughs> right. like you'll be <laughs> that's hysterical we won't say any names of any of our previous guests that still have a hotmail.com uh email but you know hey to each their own <laughs> right there's been more than one have msn and i'm like why? <laughs> but they're like, we've had it for a long time. I'm like, all right, go nuts. <laughs> that's really the reason why people yeah. keep it for their personal use. They've had it forever. They don't want to have to try and reach out to every contact they have yeah. just to throw out a new email address. But 
regardless of that conversation, if you're not currently using Google Workspace, hop on over and check it out. It is worth the you know hour that you would spend getting to know it. Okay, so we're gonna move on to our mental health question of the day, which we're very excited about. This is always something we start with our guests and it's, you know, it's not gonna like open any skeletons in your closet, but what it, what it is gonna do is it's going to start the conversation like on a maybe a deeper level. So our question <laughs> for you today, Desiree, is what have you learned about yourself during the COVID-19 crisis? And I'm really excited to hear about this, especially since you're a YouTuber. Mm. All right, let's take it down a minute, ladies. ASMR. ASMR music when we do this. Um, no, okay. So in all honesty, like this is actually a really great question. Um, COVID was a fucking nightmare for my family and I. Um, for context, my husband has PTSD and actually literally, literally two weeks before everything shut down, um, we actually got his diagnosis officially from the VA. He's a 100% disabled veteran because of what happened to him inside the Air Force. And when the thing that triggers what you're doing is anxiety and depression and loss of self-worth and self-confidence when you throw in a global pandemic where you can get literally no help you have no information you have no end in sight it wears you down and i don't care what anybody like there are so many great things that people talk about and learn and i mean like, even like will smith talks about all kinds of stuff like you have to take care of yourself to um in order to be good for somebody else. Like I'm not responsible for my spouse's happiness because if they like, I have to be happy for me and my happiness will hopefully rub off on them. And like they have to, they have to do them in order for us to be good together. Right. It's so different when you're dealing with a massive mental health issue. And so that's what we had to deal with. This is massive amounts of uncertainty and frustration that comes with, Everything came in on top of it. Like my mother-in-law moved into with us because of COVID and, you know, she's kind of ill. So like we had this like extra layer of like, we really can't go anywhere. We really can't do anything. We can't be people that are like, you know, waving their masks around like bra burnings or something. Like we could never do anything that like, we had to like take care of our family. And yeah. so it's really hard. And I have, I talk about my book. I know that we were going to kind of like low-key talk about it, but I have a whole, my whole last two chapters are about the pandemic and like how it affected my business. And then I also talked about um, it's called, the, the last chapter is called extroverts in isolation. Like we are all extroverts. We get our energy from the outside world. We travel habitually, even just little road trips in our own state, going to events, going to stuff, going to restaurants, being out and about is what fuels all of us as a whole, like even my kids. And so it wore all of us down. And like by the time like we were able to get through to December we had our vaccine on the horizon and things were turning around and my kids were like, well, the thing I learned is like, we are people that need the outside world to function. And we have to figure out a way to never be trapped again. Mm. The self-reliance became really vital too. Like I love my online community. I love that I have relationships with people I've never met in person you know, I love how that's been, but there's something about COVID that like paused friendships. I think everyone very universally was very much like, 
got to like, just getting worn down and worn down. Like I can barely take care of myself. I don't have the mental strength to to talk to somebody else and, and I try and give them any piece of myself or do anything. And so um, I mean, there's a lot of like these little lessons and stuff that happened through COVID. I'm so grateful to have had my husband and my kids through COVID. I'm so grateful that we we're in a position to keep them safe or we didn't have to go and do stuff. I'm not going to lie. I'm super grateful we're not in the military anymore um, because that would have just been a complete, like an extra layer of just, you know, crazy shit showness. Um, I mean, everything was, it's just a lot of different things. I think if anything about myself though, through COVID, it'd probably be that um, I'm not as mentally strong as I thought I was. And I need to make sure that even though I've always been a huge advocate for self-care is figuring out what does self-care look like in my own home? And what does self-care look like, you know, with my family as rather than what I usually do to get self-care, which is, go see my girlfriends, go do something, go travel somewhere, go speak at an event. Like I was, I had like 20 speaking gigs that got canceled from COVID, you know, and that was like how I got my mental health fixed. So I don't know if that really answers the question. There's a lot of this, my experience, like what I kind of got out of the whole thing. No, I, I really actually appreciate your honesty because like you said, like, you know, sometimes it's like people are like, well, I loved, I liked it because of this, you know what I mean? But I think um, what I appreciate is that, yeah, there is that, what happened with you and how it happens to a lot of people. And, you know, I know it's kind of like a jokey thing on TikTok. Like, you know, they're like, oh, when the pandemic is over, people are like, I want to go out and talk to people. But they're like, it's been a year. I don't know how to do it anymore. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I I feel weird about or I feel uncomfortable or because there's been this isolation. But, you know, you said like the losing of friends or, you know, just because... I don't, I don't think know. We I, I, I think we lost friends. Right. I think that we didn't know how to be friends while also trying to survive through it. Right. I don't think it's anyone's fault. Like we all went into survival mode. It really right. was like this is something that I know everyone can argue. We had to do this already during the pan the first pandemic. You know, there was a whole thing with polio and yeah. in the forties and fifties. Like I hear a lot of that, but mm -hmm we're talking about like, we've never had this in our modern era with technology. Don't get me wrong. I would never want to do a pandemic without Netflix, but right, right. I mean, it's just one of those things to me. That's just like, uh, it's just, it's just, there's no, there's no recipe for this. There's no, like, how do we deal with it? And so I think yeah. going forward, how we socialize will be different. Yeah. I think, I think eventually we'll get back into habits. Um, I hope that Matt, what mask wearing becomes acceptable. Yeah. Because we did, and again, because I lived in Korea, in Japan, yeah. people wore masks. Like, it wasn't right. a thing. Right. I just think <sighs> it definitely is at this point. Like, I don't think it'll ever go away because you never know, right? Like, and I think people are realizing now there's unknowns maybe out there that are going to affect us in different ways. I think one of the things I really loved about what you were saying, Desiree, is that even though you have a huge online community, it wasn't enough to sustain you. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is how important all those extra little pieces outside of the online portion of your life, especially for people like us that are entrepreneurs, work from home, everything's a Zoom meeting. My clients are all I've over. I've worked from home right? for 11 years. I've yeah. worked from home. So you I think you got it. it. 
I still had the option to go take my laptop to my local Paradise Bakery or Panera or Starbucks and work just to get a, a break from my home and get a different setting for creativity. I could still yes. go to like a local networking event. You know, when I was in Korea, well, I, I had I started a mops group because I wanted to have a way to socialize with people, you know, like and, and bring women together around motherhood, you yeah. know. It's just one of those things. It's like we have options that we didn't realize we had for like literally my like not seeing our family, like our own mm -hmm. family in our own town because we're yeah. just like we don't know where you've been. You don't know where we've been. We want to keep right. each other safe and like window visits and driveway conversations. It's just such a it's so yeah, it's just it will look back on this and we'll reflect and be like, man, we it's amazing that we came out of it and it'll we'll have to be studying the effects of everything long term for a long time. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like my kids, like my like like the different stages of kids, like mm -hmm. how do high school kids like what's happening? Like middle school kids, how are they gonna from this? Yeah. You know, middle, little my kids, I'm I'm so grateful my kids are little through this. Mm -hmm. My kids are kind of preschool and first grade, so I was like, I couldn't imagine trying to be like a middle yeah. schooler, a high schooler through any yeah. of this. No, for so. sure. My daughter was a freshman and she went into her freshman year in a way that I've never, I could never imagine. You know what I mean? Like, I remember when you go into ninth grade, you're just like, oh, I'm this like young, you know what I mean? And hers and was big. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, all these seniors, they're so old and so wise. You know what I mean? Like, but her, her, her first day of freshman was logging in. Logging yeah. into a computer and, and signing in and I'm, yeah, but I get it. Yeah. Yes. So I, yeah. I think it's important. Like I said, I think that our value on people, I hope has gone up much more high. I think that the value of true quality friendships. Yeah. Well, it will definitely, <laughs> I can sort of that idea. Like I know who my, I know who my friends are. Like I, I know who my friends are, but I also understand like the level of grace we had to give each other through that when we were legit in survival mode. Yeah. So just a lot of like that kind of stuff. And I think from a business perspective though, yeah. from a business perspective, and this I think will be a good migration into our conversation about YouTube. I have never made more money than I have when I did through COVID. And I can 100% peg that on having an online business where I get my leads from YouTube. Yeah, and I think that you can truly future-proof your income with YouTube. That's awesome. That's exactly why we're having you on. I know that, no. that is like the yeah. perfect segue in. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was gonna say like, I was gonna say there's, there's a lot of people that ventured into a bigger online presence when COVID happened, mm -hmm. and it, it was kind of a stumbling kind of process because nobody really quite knew how to do it. So knowing now that I think the world's changed permanently in, and that there's going to be a bigger, on, I mean, it was headed that direction anyway, but there's going to be a continued bigger and bigger online presence. I mean, the first thing people do if they want to know about something is they're on Google and they're searching for it, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is YouTube. What people don't understand is a huge search engine. That's yep. what it is. Yep. It's owned by Google, in fact, yeah. YouTube is. So it's this, it's like part two of Google searching. So yeah. all right, let's get into our main question of the day for you then that is really about YouTube. Mm -hmm. So it's just two parts. So forgive me, we'll start with one. <laughs> I love your I love your post. Yeah. So we'll start with question one and then fall flow right into question two and answer them however you want. But yeah. 
Um, how do you create video content that converts first? But part two is how do you know when you're not supposed to be on YouTube? Like, okay. you know, the when you should be doing it and then when you shouldn't be. Okay. Gather around, friends. It's time for yeah. story time with Desiree. Okay. So I got on to YouTube because of military life my we got orders to korea and i was like okay how am i going i have an a, i run an agency that puts military spouses to work as social media managers that way they're able to work anywhere that they're stationed around the world and my using networking in a person stuff was a lot of how i built the business so if i had no way to talk to people I had no way to grow the agency, which means I didn't have a way to put these spouses to work. So I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Well, I found this awesome book called Vlog Like a Boss by Amy Schmittauer. She's now Amy Landino. And um, she basically talked about how you can use YouTube to solve people's problems based on search-driven content. And I turned to my husband after the book and said, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. He was like, wait till we get to Korea. And I was like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> so we got to Korea, got set up. And then it's in August 2017, I started my YouTube channel just talking about social media stuff. I answered questions. Um, and, and I gave information about things I talked about a lot. And was, there was a lot of crappy ones for sure. Like everything you will do at the beginning of anything is going to suck. I think that you guys literally just talked about it. like I was holding up a camera, like a screen, like the first time you did something, it was a hot mess train wreck. And I literally keep my first video up for that exact reason. <laughs> on my first video on YouTube, I'm wearing a tank top because I'm super classy. You can see my bra strap. I have way too much makeup. Um, I have my webcam on my lap. And then if you watch any video of mine, I'm one of these people with my hands up here talking all the time. So I like I hit my desk so the camera shakes, right? And then on top of it, like to ice the cake on the super awesomeness of this, I'm living in Korea where it's like 100% humidity. And they don't have central air conditioning. They like air condition individual rooms. And so the room I was in was really hot. And so you can just like literally see myself like start to glisten more and more. Like it's like by the end of it, I'm like the rock and like Fast and the Furious movies. I'm just so glistening, shiny with sweat. And it was a mess. But I did it. I showed up. I gave value in my awkwardness and all of its glory. And I was, I did it. And like, that's like the, <laughs> and so I did, I did it for every day for an entire month. I did a, I did a called beta vlog every day in August. And so then I sat back and I looked at it and I was like, okay, now what am I going to do? And so I pinned down doing three videos a week. I did two videos and a podcast episode every week. <sighs> the podcast no longer exists, but, you know, it served its purpose. So I did a bunch of, I just tried a bunch of different things. And basically what it came down to was like when I was solving people's problems with search-driven content, that's when I was getting the pops of attention. And so I just really dug into it. And I just talked about very specific things that are problem solving solutions to people around social media. And they were things like how to create a Facebook page, how to create a Facebook page without a profile account, how to set up an Instagram account, how to do Instagram for business, how to link your Instagram to your Facebook page. Like there's a lot of these very specific individual problems. And what it allowed for me to do is become an expert in that vertical. Like I became a social media expert and the YouTube algorithm knew that about me. So when I started doing theory-based content, like I did a series that was like social media for beginners, or I would talk about like five ways to grow a social network or five ways to use email marketing in your social media, like whatever those were, they got attention by association. 
one of the things so that so many people do when they get on YouTube is they want to be fancy. They want to be like high end, like where their competitors, like air quote this, their competitors are. And it's like, honey, you are not there. You are in problem solving mode first. You are still trying to teach the algorithm who you are and what you talk about. So to answer the first part of your question, which is like, how do you create you know, video content that converts, you start by answering the questions you get asked all the time. I have a question. <laughs> okay, so right now, let's say you're a social media manager. There is so much information on YouTube. Yes. Like, if you're posting the same videos that have already been tagged as the expert videos, you're competing against these now well-known actors in the YouTube world. Can you still break in and create yes. that video content that converts? Yes, and, so, and that's a really good question. Now, when I talk, so a, a commonly asked question is like, what social network should I get on, right? So it can be hard to break in through something that has a high search volume. So this is when you want to use a tool. So when you're getting into YouTube, so the, let, let's look at YouTube in like a 30-day set of time. Okay, so you want to get started on YouTube. The first thing is you just create a video. You need to create a video solving someone's problem. Like whatever it is you talk about all the time. If it's broad, it's broad. Just pick something you can talk about. And I encourage you to write down like 10 questions you get asked all the time. What? So for me as a social media marketer, it's what social network should I be on? How do I use Facebook for business? How do I use Instagram for business? What should I be posting? Like these are the questions I get asked. And so I make a video about every single one of those. And what I do is I front load my channel with five videos, right? So I have something to work from. And then I put myself on a schedule every single week at a set, a set time and day, I upload a new video. I have to stick to this like it's 1995 and it's TGIF and I am Family Matters. I'm showing up at that time at 8 p.m. Eastern every single week. Like that is how it has to be thought of, okay? I'm a 90s kid and you can do it this way. Okay, so like that is how you have to look at it. Like it's a religious thing. People can count on you like you're in an awesome 90s sitcom, okay? So you show up every week at that time. And then once you have a chunk of videos, you need data. Like you need data in order to get started. So by starting with answering the questions you get asked all the time, it's going to allow for data to be put together. And so what is going to happen is that YouTube's going to be like, okay, you've created videos around this topic. And based on what you're talking about, you're getting this many views. This is how you're being found. Like these are the search driven terms that you're doing. Yada, yada, yada. YouTube is a good resource for this. But what's a better resource for getting, taking your data very specifically is a tool called vidIQ. So if you go to womenofyoutube.com forward slash vidIQ, you can sign up for vidIQ for free. And what it's going to help you do is identify based on your channel, based on your content, what are your top performing keywords? Now a keyword is gonna be, what is the term people are putting into Google or YouTube to find you? So my top performing video on my channel is how to use StreamYard. Legit, when you Google StreamYard, my video shows up before StreamYard's video on how to use StreamYard. Okay, so because I got in on it early enough and it just like took off in the right way and I, made a lot of other videos that support it. Like that's how that works. So that's the keyword, how to use StreamYard, right? 
And so even when I do update, like how do you stream your to 2021 or whatever, like it's still that original one is still the better performing one. So based on my channel, my top performing keywords are how do you stream yard? And then it's going to give, so it gives me five, right? With VidIQ. And then what's really nice with the tools, it gives you suggestions mm. based on what you're doing. Here are some suggestions for other videos that are going to work really well for your content that'll help drive traffic. The keyword is what matters. The keyword is what's going to allow for you to find the content that will convert for you. Now, Another thing, so once you have your keywords, you got to create a catchy title and a killer video, okay, or a killer thumbnail. Your video could be shit, complete and utter trash. Like, you no one could hear you. You could be dark. You could be, like, giving people the bird or whatever it is in that video, right? But if you have a killer thumbnail and you have a killer title, it'll get clicked on and watched. A bad video, a great video will get completely lost with a mediocre thumbnail and a basic title. Right, so you have to make sure you have those first and then you can have whatever your video needs to be about. Okay, oh, so, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So like those are like, that's how I would start. So step number one, you have to create content based on what you talk about when you know all the time. 10 questions you get asked all the time, write them down, make a video about them. Number two, show up 1990s TGIF style consistently, same time every week. Always, forever and ever, okay? You commit to it. Number three, use the data and with vidIQ and figure out what are your, what keywords are performing best for you and what are the suggestions for other um, videos that you can create. And from there, you're gonna start telling, letting vidIQ and YouTube tell you what kind of content to make. The number one, and then you have to make a killer title and, and thumbnails. Like these are what we're set for. Like killer thumbnail and a killer title have to be, no matter how bad your video might be, you need to have like Mr. Beast level thumbnails and titles, okay? The trap, and I have fallen into this trap. The hardest part is, is that we want to make stuff we want to make hmm. when you have to make the content YouTube wants you to make. For example, I'm a resource channel and according to like the experts, how my channel performs on a 48 week and month basis is very undesirable. My return rate onto my channel, onto my video. So I have like, what is it? I think I average about, 8,000 views a day on my channel, returning people is somewhere in the like 300 to 400 views a day. So it's a really big gap between my return viewers versus my new viewers. So according to YouTube experts, that is bad. All right. <laughs> However, from my YouTube channel, not only do I have 20,000 subscribers and a hundred, a million and a half views on my channel, I have an email list of over 12,000 people mm. that mostly have come from YouTube because I am not on YouTube to be a YouTuber. I am on YouTube to drive leads to my business. And so how I think about YouTube is very different than a lot of my YouTuber friends. Every single email, every single video I create leads people to an opt-in that helps them. I'm continuing to give them value. So what I've done is I have a pool of 
opt-ins I've created. Generally, the one I talk about is my free content planning worksheet. It's unbranded, you go get it, you can print off as much as you want, and it helps you plan through what you need to do based on setting a goal and attaching all the content that goes with it. But I also have other things, like I have free stream art overlays, I have a list of 50 videos every business owner should make. I have, um, I guess, a, a, a document, like a spreadsheet, a Excel spreadsheet for content planning. Like I have different freebies I give to people to get them into my funnel so that I can keep talking to them. And then every single week, I send them an email every week, like clockwork. And I'm pretty sure Selena knows this. Yeah, I every get it. It's good. I mean, laced with sass, but it's going to help her with some sort of problem she might be having in her life related to social media. And you might be asking, well, Desiree, if I'm just giving all this information away, where does the business come from? I'm glad you asked. Unknown <laughs> Facebook actor person. Uh, it comes from, I have multiple streams of business. This is where I talk about how you can future-proof your income with YouTube. My service is the highest tier of what I have to offer. We do do it for you, social media. We do it for you, YouTube services. There's a price tag attached to it, and depending on where you're in business, I'd love to have a conversation with you. However, other things that you can do where I make money is when I click, when you click one of my YouTube videos, you are giving me money by watching an ad on my YouTube video. Right, by clicking that video, you're adding to my viewership, you're adding to my return rate, you're adding to my click rate, which helps me go get channel sponsors. Okay, so channel sponsors help for my channel too. Like I am a StreamYard paid influencer. They give me money every single month to talk about their tool in two videos every single month, right? I, I have my partnership with vidIQ and all that's associated with my podcast. It still comes from like, I'm solving a problem and I have the numbers to back it up that goes with it. Plus I have an email list to that for that audience where I promote all of our new episodes too, right? So it's just a lot of that kind of things. I have my book coming out on Wednesday or, and you can go totally grab it. It's called start, stop, get better. That's another way that you can give me money by downloading my, by buying my book or getting my audio book or buying the Kindle, right? Um, there's just a lot of little things that can end up. And eventually with my list of keeping them active, keeping them entertained and keeping them educated, eventually I'll come up with some sort of service that they're going to want. So like my next thing I have on the horizon in development of is my membership. My membership is a $47 a month membership teaching you how to use one video to create all of your content for a month because I'm not trying to teach you to be a YouTuber. I'm trying to teach you to use video to market your brand, right? So like yeah. that's how, like that's how we circle all of this back together. Now you start by solving people's problems with questions you get asked all the time. Then you let the data tell you what you should keep making and you want to make sure you always get them on your email list so that you can keep selling to them in some way, shape or form. Uh, um, so okay. you guys, did you, the goal here is she's using the YouTube as her funneling process to, yeah. you know what I mean? To really her. And I, yeah, I mean, well, I think the key, what she said is she's not using YouTube to be a YouTuber, right? She's using YouTube to build her business. And so I think as business entrepreneurs, you know, the people that are watching this show or we're entrepreneurs or small business owners. And it's, what do you want to accomplish with YouTube? And you had a, you have a goal in mind of how you want to use that to funnel people ultimately to your paying your paid services. I mean, that's yeah, I, them. I am fully aware that probably 98% of the people that watch my channel are not poor. My do it for you service. I know that, but that's okay but though. That's I mean, what because, is, yeah. Like, 
by circumstance, it positions mm -hmm. me as an expert in my industry. It, yeah. is, it accomplishes so many more things than just mm -hmm. being a funnel. And I don't say it's like being yeah. just being a funnel is bad. Like that's not bad no. at all. Right, right, but it right. It is one of those things that's kind of like YouTube gives you so many more opportunities. Like uh, people kind of probably talk this way very similar about blogging, right? Back mm -hmm. in the day. And I think blogging is still super relevant because 25% yeah. of people prefer to watch or prefer to read yeah and watch a video so it's just one of those things people can read like my mom i can read faster than i can listen to your video right and so they can skim and get to the point and i have a whole thing about that my membership but it's just one of those things it's like that's what youtube is it allows you to have multiple streams or if it's affiliate marketing advertising you know low low ticket items high ticket items establishing you as an expert billing your email list like these are all different things that you can use to market your business and build a brand yeah. So I love the idea, too, of what you were saying, where it doesn't matter that it's a saturated market on any one topic right now, because yeah. new content, as long as it's relevant and you're using the right search terms and you're giving good content and, you know, eventually those algorithms work in your favor to start to make you that, I, I guess, ranked video is how I would put it. I don't know. But I, I, I appreciated you saying that in the sense that because sometimes you look at YouTube and you think, yeah, there's like four million videos already on that one topic. Why is oh, yeah. that going to be of any value out there? Yeah. And like I said, well, there's a couple different like ways to approach this one. There's always one. There's only one you. My doctor Sue talks about this. There's yeah. the newest you that there is, right? Oh, quote of the quote of the week. Yeah. But, one um, and y'all know there's only one Desiree. But there's also things to be said for like, like feeling represented, right? One of the things that we deal with with the Women of YouTube podcast, which you can totally go check out womenofyoutube.com. We talk with different women of different areas about being YouTubers and like what it's like them. I literally have talked from astrophysicists to mermaids to craft people to YouTube educators, to marketers like myself. Like we talk about all this different stuff. And I always ask the question, like, is there room on YouTube for new creators? And every single one was like, hands down, yes. Like we need your voice. We need what you know, because only you know what you know. And if you're just regurgitating and everybody else knows, like what's the point of you being in business and stuff? Like that's, that's like how that works. So you are, like, so having representation is really important. And like, if you have a different take on something, you have a different like perspective on it, you could legit be saying the exact same kind of information as me, but you're delivering it in a way that makes sense to that kind of person. I am not everyone's cup of tea. I can't tell you how many times my number one criticism is she just talks so fast. And I'm like, you listen so slow. Or like you can slow down your YouTube videos. You know, like and like I mean that's just I'm like, you're not my people. But there's probably some very nice, slow-speaking, soft-spoken woman out there that can probably solve this problem for you as well. <laughs> I just happened to rank higher than her. Sorry. So it's like one of those things. Like, be you. Like, represent yourself. Like, be what people need. Like, social media marketers are a dime a dozen. It matter. I've been in this game for 11 years, okay? There's people that do it different than me. There are people that know it different than me. There's people that could probably be a better fit for one brand versus another. Yeah. Show up, give value, be yourself. That's yeah. all that matters in anything that you do with marketing. Show up, give value yes. to yourself. Like I want to applaud that. I want to like paste it across my, 
Yeah. <laughs> a banner and be like, show up, give value, be yourself. <laughs> I, never, I have a couple things I say on the regular. Start, suck, get better, which is why it's the title of my book. You have to start at something, you have to suck at something in order to get better at something, right? Oh yeah. my gosh, show yeah, up, give value, so be yourself. I like the threes, mm -hmm. obviously, as you can see. And then my <laughs> yeah. other big one is stop doing shit you hate. Yeah. So yeah. I yes. love that. Amen From your to laundry that. to your taxes, stop doing shit you hate. I'm <laughs> going to just yourself. send a postcard to my husband. Hi, I'm stopping the stuff I hate. Here's the list for Desiree. <laughs> okay, the best way, okay, I want y'all to think about this. Like, this, yeah. this is tea time with Desiree. Okay. How much do you charge an hour for something? And how much would it yeah. cost you to hire someone else to that thing that you hate? If you pay them and you got to spend that time making money to not only cover them doing it, but to give you a profit margin, why in God's name would you not do that? And yeah. this goes down to having a housekeeper. This goes down to having like something that does like the first thing I ever outsourced was my laundry. There was a laundromat down the house, my townhome that did laundry by the pound. And I was like, I literally was like, doing networking events and working like 12, 14 hour days, like grinding the first few years of my, in, in my business. And my husband was going to college and there was just literally, I went and bought new underwear because <laughs> it took less time than washing it. Like you can Amazon that shit, right? I bought new underwear. Yes. Rather than go do, so I took all of my laundry into my car and I went to the laundry mat and I said, do my laundry. It was a hundred bucks but they washed everything. It was ironed, which I never do. It was all folded and nice. And I was like, I'm never going back. <laughs> this, is, this is the great, I made money. Like I, I, like two hours of my time covered getting my laundry done. I was like sold ev like forever. So like you can outsource the shit you hate and that you also don't have time to do. Or you can outsource things that are going to allow for you to give time to things that you do care about, like your family, spending time with your kids. You know, that's why my kitchen is chronically dirty, because I would much rather spend time with my kids, snuggling, playing Legos, doing tea parties, all that, than doing dishes. Like, so, and so it's just like the stock of what's important to you. Yeah. And that's really cool about YouTube, right? You're talking about things that are always working for you. YouTube works for me all the time like every video i make is search driven and brings me slow traffic on a steadily basis like i get a minimum minimum of like 25 to 30 emails new people add to my email list every day because of all of these videos i have 400 videos on my channel right and so it's just it gives like it takes a snowball starts up really slow it took me 18 months to get to a thousand subscribers and so then and then it took me so it's 18 months to get to a thousand subscribers and it hit the 4,000 hours of watch time. But it snowballed and it started to build traction and traction and traction. And now I have, a, I make on average over 105,000 views a month on my website. I'll be straight up on my YouTube channel with AdSense brings me over $14,000, $1,400 a month on my YouTube channel. That's awesome. So it covers its own cost to get produced. My goal with it is to get my ad revenue up high enough where it could cover my mortgage. Like that's my goal. So I'm like $500 away, but that's based on views and okay, content people care about. I get return views, like all like it's a, it's a process, right? But my first goal was I need a hundred subscribers. Then my second goal is I need a thousand subscribers. And then my next, and like, so I, I set these 
micro consuming goals. Once I hit 10,000 subscribers, my goal became, I want my ad revenue to replace my mortgage payment. So like you can set these goals that accomplish these different things. And this is how can I reverse engineer? How can I accomplish that? How can I do that? And so that's what it's going to allow for you to do. You can future your income with YouTube. For all you military people out there, how often is military life like through a gigantic wrench in your life all of the flipping time? How many times have your spouse come home and say, hey, I need you to cook something for the spouse party tomorrow, whatever. We're having some stupid cookout or, hey, someone's coming over. And like, okay, thanks for the heads up. Or, you know, oh, I have to go hop on some plane because of a surprise test practice or blah, 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 blah. Like your kids need something or the school needs something or someone gets sick or you get sick because, you know, you're taking care of 8 million people. Like there's all of these reasons youtube works for you while your life happens youtube will work for you while you're pcsing youtube will work for you while your kids are sick youtube will work for you while all of the bad and good things are happening youtube will work for you on vacation right yeah create let youtube future proof your income give you a solid foundation for what you can do for your brain for your business it'll support multiple streams of income I love the timelines that you shared too, because I think that people sometimes expect, well, I did five videos and I only have, you know, four views on each one, you know, and you have to remember that this is a, this is a long end game. It can't be like a short, I'm doing it for one week. And if it doesn't work for me, fine, I'm done. You know, it feels like this, where you said a thousand subscribers took you a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And so people have to remember that to get to that point, you have to be consistent, show up. And it's a long end game, not a short term, test it out and see if it works for you kind of project. Yeah, I hear it. Yeah, it takes time. Anything worth building takes time. I have been a social media marketer for 11 years. It took me 10 years, nine years, plus six years in the military with my husband to get my business to a point where I am the breadwinner. Some people do it much quicker than me. Some people do it longer than me, but I, you know, it, it's possible and, and it's doable. And I think that it's really important to, to take into account. Just got to start, start, suck, get better. Love that. So much good information today. I like, know. I feel like we should have you on a series of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> You're back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I'm going to be like, hey, this is what we took into practice. And guess what? It works. I know. You just follow. So oh I was gosh. trying to calculate in my head, Selena. I was trying to calculate how long have we been on YouTube? Because we just started streaming these StreamYard videos to YouTube, what, like right. a couple of months ago. So yeah. we've got... We've got 16 more to go and we'll hit that thousand <laughs> subscribers. <laughs> we're, we're trying, we're trying all the things, but I think it's just like, like you said, put yourself out there, be consistent. Right. Um, and then see yeah. what works and definitely using the tools that you said, which is VidIQ. Am I saying that right? VidIQ. VidIQ. Okay. So, cause that yeah. makes sense. I'm interested in looking at that. Um, I, I did pop the link in the comments for anyone that's been watching. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. The vidIQ.com with Miss, yeah. Miss Desiree Rose as your, your lead generator there. And yeah. then we also threw in the, um, the link to your book, which is coming out. You said on Wednesday, is that what yeah. I, so super mm-hmm. exciting. Saturday. 
Yay! Wish me luck. <laughs> <laughs> all the luck, all the luck. Um, okay, look, we are getting close to our end time. So I want to make sure um, we tell everybody where they can find you, which I'll let you tell them. Is um, that all right? You can find me. Best place to start is just go to my website, mrsdesireroads.com. Right. I'll funnel you to all of my places. And all of my things that you need to help you. There you go. Yeah. So make sure you look. I mean, obviously, like I said, if you aren't familiar with her, but I do. I love getting her weekly emails because it has stuff that I need. You know what I mean? So, um, okay. I our, our, our next our next thing. Yeah. Just, just to, to close up, yeah. we always like to do a financial tip jar. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a coffee chat. So we're just going to give you a little tip. Um, mm -hmm. Our financial tip jar comes from Caitlin Eldridge and she's a CPA and she's awesome and she's super smart. And this is one of those things where you should, if you're not good at bookkeeping, consider what Desiree said earlier, which is, is That's it worth your time to really stumble through yep. the bookkeeping effort when your, your time is valuable and Caitlin's so much better and so much quicker than you are? I'm yes. just going to throw that out there. Yeah. So um, our tip today is whenever sending anything to the IRS, send it document certified return receipt. And this protects you against them saying, yeah, we never got that. So <laughs> I don't know if that's ever happened to anyone. It has happened to me. And I had to resend it and then it was late and then they tried to institute a fee and it was a big old mess with the IRS. So send things, document, return receipt, certified mail so that yeah. you can say, I got the receipt right here and, you know, Billy signed off on it. So track Billy down and find my return. <laughs> yeah. <whatever. laughs> so, yeah. Thank you, Caitlin, for that tip. Um, you know. Desiree, you're a great way to uh, end season four for us. Um, like I said, our goals are to kind of definitely be uh, where you are in your world of the YouTube life. So we have lots to learn and we're so glad that we have you as a resource. Um, yeah. I yeah. like your, I like how our 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, 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 look. I mean, it says 15-ish. You know what I mean? I mean, I think we should change it to like to the fourth 15 length. Yeah. Right. I mean, 15 <laughs> It needs to be 45 minute ish ish. No, for sure. So Anna, where can tell them all the ending things? All, all and... the ending things. So just mm -hmm. to let you guys know, season four is over. We've mentioned that a couple of more couple of times, but we're gonna start up again on April 5th with more 15-ish minute coffee chat. And we are securing our next lineup of guests, which are gonna be all business owners. Owners, entrepreneurs that have something important to share. Mm -hmm. um, you can find Selena and I at AnnaAndSelena.com on Facebook, on YouTube, and your favorite podcast platform. And we would love it if you would subscribe. That would be awesome. And if you took a coffee cup selfie anytime during this season, please send them in to us or hashtag it. Hashtag us with 15-ish MCC so when we go searching for it because we're creating a new season five video and I think you want to be on it, right? So yeah. if you want to yeah. be on the new season five video, we would love to have you and your picture on the intro. So yeah, so, yeah. that's but it. I'll that's all we got, guys. <laughs> we're going into spring break. Desiree, thank you again for helping us end Desiree. our show. Thank you for having me. It was awesome. 
Yes, you guys, we did it under an hour. If I end broadcast right now, it is under one hour. So do it, do it, hurry. Yes. <laughs> Bye, Thank <guys>. you, everyone. <laughs> oh